Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs, and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS. Sam and I have been married for eight years and have two beautiful babies. Yes, we do, and we are back at it today. We're going to wrap up our, at least for now, wrap up this uh, reaction to Gloria Vale, the cult-like group out of New Zealand. Yes, um, if you haven't seen, I'll put a link to our first two videos. Um, we were watching the documentary that's on Amazon Prime that's talking about Gloria Vale, and obviously we had a lot of comments, and the people who have watched it felt the same way we did, that um, it was definitely through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Um, but compare, it was a good one to be able to compare what they say the lifestyle is compared to what the FLDS lifestyle, and even some comparisons to the LDS lifestyle. Um, and now... We've had a lot of people who are like, people are leaving, there's the darker side to it, there are other things that are going on, and so today we are going to be talking about the darker side yes. of Gloria Vale. Not the side that they want us to see and just like what their core beliefs are, but a lot of the problems and that the people who have left are sharing with the world and the insight that they're giving into what happens behind closed doors. Exactly. And... We actually uh, have access now to the documentary that is uh, just recently came out, I believe, mm -hmm. in New Zealand about this group, and it's going to give us a lot more insight on what's going on. So maybe in a couple of weeks, we're hoping to also do a reaction to that documentary. Uh, it's a much newer one, yes. but but for now, we were able to do a lot of research and watch some uh, videos, specifically a TED talk given by Lilia. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, for those of you that have watched it, uh, that's what we're going to be uh, kind Possibly of reacting to. reacting to, but also we'll put that in the, in the link, a link of that video below for anyone that wants to follow along. Yeah, her TED Talk was really good. Um, we did watch a lot of other videos about like Paul and Pearl. We watched a lot of um, Pearl's testimony mm -hmm. in the cases against the community and um, a lot of things she was saying as well. So we might throw in some of that because we did watch quite a few videos. But I feel like Lilia did a really good job of kind of um, explaining the happy side as well as the bad side. It reminded me a lot of you, babe, oh, honestly. Well, we watched you. it separately. We didn't have time to watch it together. A lot of times we watch videos together and then we comment and stuff. Um, this time we had to watch it separately. And as she was speaking, I felt like it was very similar in the fact that when she starts, she talks about what a good childhood, like how beautiful it was mm -hmm. and how, what it was like having lots of siblings and what it was like, like living a happy childhood and not yeah. knowing that you're living any different. Exactly. What was your thought as she was starting to say all those things? Yes, it definitely was something that uh, sounded familiar to me and it was, uh, yeah, I guess you could say very similar to my story, uh, that feeling that life was so great that we had everything uh that we were living the the best life possible and uh and then as you continue watching it's just a a reminder that there's always more to the story right yeah absolutely yeah. um it was one of those things ugh, i'll try not to get emotional i've been super emotional this yeah. week just <laughs> in general um and i'm a contagious crier but i will i'll try not to get too emotional about it but um, I did write down like some of the things she talked about, like the celebration day, mm -hmm. and in our previous video we talked about that was really similar to Sam's upbringing, um, having those days, but 
she talked about having shame, like being publicly shamed from a really young age. And she talked about um, being a little girl and getting really good grades in school and that there, one of her teachers had written down that um, she had great leadership skills. And she was really proud to share this with her grandpa, who is the founder, yep. um, Hopeful Christian, uh, originally Neville Cooper, which we'll go into a little bit later of who he is and the, some of the things that um, have given him trouble with the law. But she was really proud of it. I'm really excited. And at six years old, and our little girl is six years old, so this like broke my heart. It was like the first time I started like tearing up and getting you know sad. Um, that he, she was all excited for him to be able to share with the whole group because they all eat together. All 500 people eat their meals together. And he said, we don't want women like you. Um, at six years old, right? At six years old. And continue to humiliate her for things that in the normal world are like so exciting. And so like our, again, it just felt so close to home because our little six year old, um, she just barely, her little kindergarten class, which is so adorable that they even do something like this, the the kids in the class got to vote for a leadership award. And our little girl, her peers voted for her to get the leadership award. Yeah. And so it just hit close to home for me because I was like, you know, we were giving her so much praise and we were so excited for her and how proud we were and how much it meant that like her peers gave it to her and, you know, letting her know the significance of that and... To think that the six-year-olds in that community were having the exact opposite. Well, and just earlier today, Melissa, you and I were talking about how different my life might have been uh, when, when talking about how the school that our daughter goes to is is really trying to help encourage the kids to become leaders, become leaders, and that they can accomplish whatever they set their mind to accomplishing, and that type of thing, which is just so awesome to see, and to see some of these kids just blossom. And, uh, but how different my life might have been had I been taught that, just like Lilia here, had I been taught that it was okay to try to be ambitious and to try to set your sights on something bigger in life rather than being told exactly how you have to live and what to do on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, some, something like that, how different uh, her life and my life might have been had we been brought up that way. But in these organizations, Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Call it a cult, call it a, a community, whatever it is you want to call it. But it seems that they are intentionally holding the kids back so that they can have that control over them. Absolutely. And imagine at six years old being told, we don't want, we don't need people or want people like you. At six years old, that community was everything, everything. for her. It wasn't just some school classroom. It was everything and then to be told we don't want that we don't want your kind of personality here i mean basically you just give up and say okay well then i just have to do whatever you tell me to do at this point yeah and yeah just public shaming in general mm -hmm. um you know she talked about 
being beaten down from such a young age and then at the same time like being told that it didn't matter like guilt and degrading their self-worth all the time and that they were she said they were told constantly that they that she was just a worthless sinner mm -hmm. right and i think that's also very similar to flds in the sense that if they can make you feel worthless then you're more likely to follow whatever they say and to try to prove your self-worth by through obedience to the organization definitely yeah trying to gain their approval and and their support and to feel like you are being at least really good at something right yeah yeah i think the overall theme of this um i was talking to my mom later in the day about how i'd watched this this video and she was like oh well, what was the you know what was she talking about and i was like more than just her story of um, things that had happened to her i think her story was really about loving yourself the same way that you love other people mm -hmm. which i thought was really beautiful because she talked about the way that she cared for her friends and her family in the community right. and so when she was watching abuse happen and she talks a lot about physical abuse that we won't get into details there because it's awful and horrific and you can watch the video yourself um and because it makes me cry if i talk about it mm. um so she talks about physical abuse and when you see those things happen to the people that you love and you care about you know that it's wrong you just know um that it's not okay and when people put guilt and shame on you from such a young age or you're told that you're a worthless sinner then it feels like it's okay for it to happen to you yeah but not to the people that you love right and so that's what like snapped her out of being okay with the community it was one thing when it happens to you but it's another when it happens to the people you care about and i remember feeling that way um even in the lds church like i remember as a youth having things that would happen where i remember being like oh it's okay for me to be publicly shamed or or punished in certain ways um in the name of repentance mm -hmm. and i remember just thinking like oh well yeah like i deserved it like i made a bad choice and now i'm facing the consequences and that makes sense and that's fine and no big deal and then it wasn't until my sister who's eight years younger than me um when the first time she had something that would be considered a sin or you know whatever <laughs> again most people wouldn't consider it a sin but we won't go into that um and watching it happen to her was like i was not okay with that i was like no 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 that's not okay you should not be shamed for this you should not have to um be publicly repentant of this and those type of things in these situations and so I totally related to her yeah. that it's one thing when it happens to you because of the way you were taught. But when you see it happen to the people that you love, it puts you on pause and makes you go, wait a minute. Am I okay with that? Yeah. And then am I okay with that happening to my children? Exactly. And that, that's a big part of it. It's interesting how we can take so much more than we are willing to watch others go through. Absolutely. And uh, it just seems that that's how we are as humans. Uh, thankfully, growing up in the FLDS community, I didn't really experience a lot of uh, physical abuse myself. Uh, thank goodness. I know there were other families that weren't so kind with their children. So I know that type of thing happened. And I think one of the first times, if not the first time, that I felt uh, any sort of fear uh, 
within the actual community that I grew up in, I would have been uh, probably around 11, 12 years old. And I was working, I was helping on a project within the community there in Short Creek. And I heard off in the distance some commotion and there was a, sh there was a shop. I believe they were building some type of uh, wood trusses or something for, for homes. And I heard a ruckus and then all of a sudden I saw this, this young man running out of the uh, shop area and he had blood all over his arms and face and and i don't know what he was escaping from don't know if it was his one of his dad maybe or one of his older brothers i don't know what exactly happened but i saw him just running and and hiding behind some rocks and he uh just i mean the the, the terror in his eyes that i saw i think was the first time that i felt unsafe within my own community Mm. Uh, thankfully, like I say, I didn't experience that type of thing, but it just goes to show that there, there may have been a lot more going on than I was even aware of, even living there. So, uh, and this is kind of something we're seeing within Gloria Vale, mm -hmm. that there just was a lot of abuse that, of course, they're not going to want to show on some of these documentaries and things. Yeah, I mean, their main leader, um, another similarity to the FLDS, right? Their main leader um, that founded it in 1969, Neville Cooper, he went by Hopeful Christian mm -hmm. out there. And that was Lilia's um, grandfather as well. Um, but he was put into prison for sexually assaulting young girls within the community. And yeah, it just reminded me of Warren because... He would sexually assault these girls, he said, between ages of 12 and 19, but the one that like got him in prison was for this one girl who was 19. And he was doing it all under the guise of like, I'm preparing you for life and preparing you for marriage, which is just sickening to begin with. Yeah. But beyond that, he was also telling them to keep quiet about it, right? So they know the amount of fear that they instill to keep girls quiet um, is like basically an admission of guilt anyway. Like if it has yeah. to be kept quiet, I mean, I know it's a really simple rule, but I remember from being little, like my mom would be like, if someone tells you not to tell your mom or dad, it's because it's something that's not good. Right. You know, people will never tell you to keep a, keep a secret from your parents if it's something good. And I remember from a, from a very young age and I still think that's like a good thing to go by. Like if Definitely. you're having to keep a secret there, you know, unless it's a secret birthday party, there are not many <laughs> secrets that are for good. Definitely, no, no. And uh, un unfortunately, it sounds like it wasn't just the, the leader, uh, hopeful, but other men were within the community. And some of these men have, have now left and are speaking up about how horrible they feel that they, uh, put some of the children through the the suffering that they did. They just mm -hmm. feel awful for it. And it, it just kind of goes to show you that some of these things that happened that these men were doing were being done not because, no, I mean, maybe, maybe they had some anger issues, maybe, that's possible. But because of the way they were taught within the community, it pushed them to this level of, 
uncontrolled anger because of the power that they were given. I was just going to say uncontrolled power. And that definitely seems to be a theme in like every small community like this. Um, the more power and the more power is given to a small amount of people, the there's almost always abuse. And even in the videos before that weren't talking about any sort of abuse, I think I said it in that video, I'm like, anytime there's this much control and this much power to a small group of men at the top, yeah. there's almost always some form or another of abuse. And they're continuing to have people come out and sharing more. And there's another documentary that just came out in 2022 that we haven't seen yet. Um, thank you to whoever sent it to us from New Zealand. Yes, thank um, you. That's sharing now the the power and control did end up becoming abusive in lots of ways. I mean, even it was kind of apparent in just how um, the anytime the women you hear like oh being super submissive to their husband, ultimately or like not getting to choose their husbands and then having to be submissive. Okay, well that much control is going to come a lot of the problems too that you're hearing where like, okay, they were, um, you know, even raped in their marriage because they just yeah. didn't, there's no consent. Yeah. Right. And it's easy in the one video, they're like, oh, well then the girl goes and prays. And I'm like, yeah, but if she's going and she's, if she's told, if a guy comes to her the first time she's ever spoken to him and says, God told me that I'm supposed to marry you. All of the leaders in our church have also confirmed that God told them that you're supposed to marry me. Why don't you go pray and see what your answer is? What, what kind of conditioning would make it so that they would say no to that or not get a reaffirming confirmation if they've been told that everybody that they trust in their lives has gotten confirmation from God and they've lived their whole lives trusting those same men with every other decision in their life. There's not actually informed consent in that, right? Right. And so then they're taught that they have to be submissive to their husbands and do everything that their husband says, and that's going to include sexual acts just as much as anything else. And these poor women are being taken advantage of. And that is the exact same that happens um, in polygamous groups as well. Yeah, it's very unfortunate, but it seems that when someone goes in prayer to prove to themselves what they already know to be true, that they always get the answer in prayer that that it's truth, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> but but it's uh, you know it, it's not that they're going to in prayer to ask if maybe there's a better option. Mm -hmm. They're going and 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 praying to confirm that hey, what this man told me that he received from God and what the leaders are telling me the information they're receiving from God. I just want to go and make sure that it's okay. You know, they're kind of going into it with the idea of this is the way it's supposed to be. There's definitely a lot more that I'm sure this documentary that's coming out or that hopefully will be available in the States um, soon yeah. is going to unveil. But those were some of our thoughts on Gloria Vale, as much as what we know so far, um, again, you can watch our first two videos in reaction to the documentary that's mostly going over their doctrine and the things that they want you to know about their community. And then I will leave the link for Lilia's story and her TED Talk if you want to listen to that story as well. And I think it's awesome that she just became the woman that she is and decided to love herself as much as she did the people around her and realized that if she didn't like the way that the community was treating the people she cared about, then she should 
get out herself as well. Right. And yeah. And we should probably add that similar to the FLDS, a lot of these people that have left have now shared that after leaving, they cannot go back. They have no connection with those that are still there. They're not allowed to be a part of the family anymore. So that's heartbreaking. And that's, that's the way it is uh, in a lot of these really small, very controlling communities. And, you know, another one, here we go. Uh, it seems that so many, if not all of these communities that have all this control over their followers eventually fall apart. People just can't take it forever. Yeah. And it's good because they shouldn't. Like, I think that's just, and I was, I was listening to her, I'm like, that's kind of a good lesson for everyone. You know, mm -hmm. if it's something that you can't handle watching happen to other people, then you should love yourself that much as well. Yeah. And get yourself out of any situation that you wouldn't want a sibling or your child to go through. Exactly. So I thought that was beautiful at the end. But if you guys would like to hear more about what it was like for Sam to grow up in polygamy, please like and subscribe. And thank you all for your comments and for emails and new videos. And we love suggestions of other things you want to hear us react to. Um, other communities you want us to react to. It's been kind of fun to, I feel like, talk about a community that wasn't polygamous yeah, for the first time. Changed it up a little bit for yeah. us. <laughs> it's so interesting to see that there's so many similarities in so many groups, even without the polygamy aspect. So if there's right. another group or community that you want us to react to and draw some similarities and differences, then let us know in the comments. Yes, please. And thank you all so much for being here. We look forward to talking to you soon. Talk to y'all soon.